Hey there from the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois. This is Dive Deep. We dive deep into our Catholic faith. I'm your host, Andrew Hansen, along with Amber Servany and Father Chris House, and a special guest with us today, Father Marty Smith from Jerseyville. Welcome up to Springfield. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Today's topic, we brought Father Marty up specifically for this topic because he's got some, some interesting stories, interesting insights, ghosts and aliens. You're not a conspiracy theorist. Per se, no. But, no. but you, 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 everyone likes a good conspiracy sure, that, theory. <laughs> or at least a good story uh, of, of something that's been seen or different things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. So we'll start with ghosts first. Uh, but, Father House, you have this uh, funny saying, you're well, you're haunted enough by the living. What's, 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 what's that quote you always tell me? No, it's like, I don't have time to worry about the dead. I'm haunted by the living. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, ghosts. First, we'll get into uh, church teaching on it. And then, Father Marty, I know you got some stories and we'll, we'll dive deep into it. So, briefly, uh, Father House, the Catholic Church teaching on ghosts really is there is no Catholic Church teaching? Not much of anything. I mean, the reality is we believe in the soul, we believe in, in the immortality of the soul, and the soul goes on after death. Of course, we know either to, to heaven, to hell, or purgatory as a transitory reality onto heaven. So the church doesn't say much about the reality of these, of the phenomenon of people experiencing the paranormal, things like that. Various schools of thought, various debates, whether ghosts, uh, some will say that what appeared to be a ghost can actually be a demon, uh, different things like that. So it's kind of, like I said, thoughts, theories, debates across the board, as far as an, as an official position. Not much of anything. I feel like that's kind of interesting, though, because I feel like the evidence is pretty overwhelming that paranormal activity exists and people have these experiences. Well, there may be these this phenomenon that exists, but it's debated as to what it is. Yeah, I mean, you've okay. got the poltergeist phenomenon, or is it a ghost? Is it kinetic or some type of energy? Whatever. So, well, we recognize the Holy Ghost. So distinguish right. that. How, if we say, yes, we obviously clearly believe in a Holy Ghost, how is that different and or separate than... Somebody else being a ghost? Well, that's just the, 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 the referring to the Holy Spirit. So as a, a member of the Godhead, a member of the Trinity, um, a manifestation of the mystery of God. So ghost, spirit in that sense, but as far as, which is different than the notion of the soul apart from the body manifesting itself in a certain way. We're not talking about you know, the appearance of a saint or a divine revelation, but something other, not of this world, but necessarily not of heaven either. So we might say. So Father Marty, you've had some, uh, I'll say experiences, or at least some people you know who've had some experiences. Sure. There's, and and before I, I dive into that, I just want to echo exactly what Father House <laughs> was saying that, you know, there's no official church teaching on that. And so uh, a lot of the things that have been told to me or that I've experienced or I've seen uh, through different things, uh, we, we don't have a, a clear explanation, as he said, but there's some different like schools of thoughts uh, of different things. For example, you know, the idea that uh, souls in purgatory only if they're permitted by God may be allowed to appear to us or to send us some kind of a message to remind us to pray for the souls in purgatory. 
Um, you know, it's not like, um, you know, this uh, concept where people think, well, ghosts, uh, there's a, somebody trapped on Earth that they have some kind of mission they have to fulfill or something they have to do before their soul can be released. It's it's nothing not like that. But we we recognize the communion of the saints. We recognize that, you know, there's uh, three three levels, the church militant, the church suffering and the church triumphant. So those of us on Earth, the church militant, those in purgatory, the church suffering and those in heaven, the church triumphant. That we're connected, that you know, we can pray for the souls in purgatory, and that uh, in, in doing so, they they pray for us, and they when uh, the souls in heaven uh, pray for us and continue, you know, to help us on our journey. So there, there's no clear uh, way to explain, like Father House said, what some of these phenomena and their different things are. But I think it's it's important to recognize that you know you have uh, stories or experiences where people do see something. And so it's it's not something that just completely completely dismissed as oh they didn't see anything or they didn't uh, they're they're imagining it or something because there are some clear cases especially where there's evidence and, um, and that's been the case for you absolutely absolutely so on more than one occasion I, I've had uh, people that have have come and talked to me about uh, something they've seen in their home uh, things that may have uh, appeared or, or different things like that. And in a couple of those cases where uh, cameras inside the house actually captured an image of something, something there. That looked very human-like. Very, uh, very human, human uh, shape form that uh, appeared like a white vapor, but in the, the form of a human. And it was enough to set off a motion sensor for a camera. So that, that tells us that just looking at it, I mean, I'm not a camera expert or anything like that, but, uh, you know, I'm sure it, it looks legit enough it, for you. Absolutely. And, and this, this woman has experienced some, some weird things. Sure. 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 Yeah. And you know, uh, people may experience things where they, they see something or you, you may witness doors opening or closing objects that move different things like that. That's not an uncommon thing, you know, and I, I want to reiterate too. I think the danger becomes, uh, it, especially with this topic, when people become, um, you know, too obsessed with it. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you see the, uh, you know, there's uh, every channel, they usually will have the ghost hunters, ghost hunters, and, yeah. different things like that. And, and that is, that is an extreme. And, uh, you know, I would say it's pretty much all fake and, uh, especially what they're trying to do. You're not going to communicate with our loved ones, uh, with our family members, friends that have gone before us by, you know, making sound recordings and, and trying to listen to sound patterns or different things like that. That's not what this is, but there, um, there are some things that are, are legitimate sightings. People see things and we, we don't have an official explanation of it, but you know, I think stories like this also are intriguing to us as humans because it reminds us of the fact that, you know, there are things that are seen and unseen. You know, we say that in the creed, that God is the creator of all things seen and unseen. And I think in some way, you know, we're intrigued so much by these stories because it does remind us that, you know, just like in our faith, there are things that we believe, there are things that we trust and that we can't see, that there are things in this world that are happening that we may not always see or perceive and different things like that. So so what did you do in that example? This lady, <clears throat> the motion to censor set something off. The image is clearly there of this vapor looking like sure. person. Um, what do you do? What, what do you tell her? So in, in those kind of cases, you know, I always, uh, will, uh, talk first with the diocese. So, and that happens to be father house. It does. <laughs> so, well, so, so you're, you're the ghost, you're the ghost caller. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going to get like 30 voicemails before he gets back to his We'll office. publish your number at the end yeah. of the podcast. It's going to be like the Ghostbusters. Anything to make your life more miserable. You know? Mm. <laughs> no, I, you know, if somebody reports something, I always will listen uh, to what they said. And, you know, and strangely enough, I've, I've had a lot of people that have, have contacted me in my short years as a priest uh, about different things are that. And mainly it's, uh, I, you know, I, uh, I know Father House uh, has a lot of wisdom experience. I, I, I want to see what first he thinks, you know, what best way to proceed or different things like that. Because you always, any anytime uh, you're, you're dealing with any of this, you want to make sure that you have the authority of the church that you're doing, uh, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. And so in that particular uh, instance and, and some other instances as well, you know, uh, you can, uh, you know, uh, you offer prayers, you can bless the home. Uh, you could celebrate a mass in the house, different things like that. Uh, it's really celebrating a mass. Probably that's obviously the most powerful thing. Well, that, yeah, you know, because, and that's the whole point. The mass uh, mm-hmm. offers remission of sins and um, it bestows grace. So we always, I mean, the church and all her prayers remembers the faithful departed. So, and that's what many times, if, if it's a soul in purgatory, that's the whole point. And if, and if they speak, as Father Marty talked about, they're allowed to speak. It's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be help or pray for me. That's what um, experts talk about. It's not going to be conversations. There's not going to be things like that. That's a whole other reality and a whole other problem if well, that happens. So, it's, it's, but it's about prayer to set them free because we say they're suffering. It's not that they're being tormented, the flames of hell or things like that. They're suffering because they see heaven. They know they're bound for heaven but they're deprived of it because of they're still, they have an attachment to what we call temporal punishment, which is the residual effect of sin. And once that's taken away through acts of charity, prayer that are supplied by the living, then that soul is set free. So many times in experiences such as prayers for the dead, mass being said, things like that, these things cease. Yeah, that's what happened. So I, I had a friend who she had, things happening in her house. And I said, go to mass and offer a mass for whatever soul may be, I'll say bothering you. She did that, I think over a period of weeks and then never happened again. Sure. And in your experience, you offered a mass when you saw this vapor. Um, what happened after the mass? Uh, from, you know, we, we celebrated the mass. We offered it uh, for the souls in purgatory, especially if there was any particular ones that, that needed prayer that had some tie or anything to, to that area or to the, anybody there. And after that, uh, there was, uh, no more, no more appearances or phenomenon. Um, so would you say that most of these manifestations are this purgatory situation? It's not like Casper, the friendly ghost where someone's family members are coming down being like, sl- Hey, I'm in Slimer. Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Ghostbusters one Slimer was, was good. And then in two, was he like kind of more bad? What was it? You know what? That's uh, I think you have the opposite. Uh, was, in the was first bad. one, he was he was bad because he was in the library. That's right. And then then he became like a friend of the Ghostbusters. And then like in the cartoon, he was like another member of the. He was, yeah, good I don't know Slimer. what we're talking about. <laughs> well, but, she mentioned you know. most people want to know like if their family's in heaven. So sure, you know is. Is that something, or when people are experiencing manifestations, they would be like, "Oh gosh, I got, I better pray for those in purgatory," because that's probably what we're looking at here. Versus something. Else. Versus, could they be in hell? Either one, heaven or hell, I guess. Well, I guess it meant, let me let me follow. Maybe let me clarify. I'm just going to offer a caution real quick. <laughs> it, 
don't talk to the dead. Don't attempt to talk to the dead. It's prohibited in Deuteronomy. It's one thing to ask the intercession of the saints because that prayer is directed to God. We're asking for them to join us in prayer to him. We should never attempt to communicate with the dead or with souls apart from God because that can open up the door to a reality, to a power that no one can harness, fully comprehend, or control. And that also includes Ouija boards, uh, palm readers, the whole litany of, of those sort of things. And even the people that. And even the people trying to record ghost sounds and saying, oh, we're picking up conversation and, and trying to talk to spirits. Yeah, and those it's fixations. A, yeah, exactly. Even, I mean, the manuals on exorcism and possession talk about, and we're, hundreds of years the church has said this, that this fixation on these things is dangerous. It is a doorway. So um, when people have called and asked me about things that they think are going on around them, one thing I will ask is, what are you watching, by the way, at night a lot of times? And it is amazing a lot of times how they're watching these mm-hmm. shows on Discovery or whatever it may be. And it's just like, well, that can be, I mean, at the end of the day, that can just be the mind playing tricks. Also can be just, you know, getting attached to something that you don't want to be attached to and that you don't want to be attached to yourself. Sure. Well, well piggybacking off of what Amber was saying. So why would God allow, this kind of gets to our first podcast of why does God allow evil to happen? But I can, okay, I guess I can get why God would allow a soul to manifest itself for purgatory, you know, pray for me. Why would God allow someone or, I don't know, I guess, yeah, a a person to manifest him or herself that is clearly evil because- It's not a person that manifesting themselves, it's a demon. Okay, so if if you if if you guys go to a home, let's say that a, a home is happening, some some, and, and you guys, I'll just say, are, are getting evil vibes, that sort of stuff. Is that is that now you're 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 thinking you're dealing with more demons, or or expl, explain that to me? <laughs> I don't read vibes, so uh, <laughs> that's so that's my layman's yeah. term. You sure, know, sure, I don't read <laughs> vibes think, or auras or anything like that. So I think he's talking about uh, because like when, when you enter discern. a home, yeah, you, what what? Are you, but that can be all kind of things. Mm-hmm. That could be the burden of sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the whole thing we talk about. You know, people just don't get possessed, or evil doesn't happen just because someone plays with a Ouija board or tarot or something like that. People who are living a life contrary to God's own life, so. You know, if bad things are happening in that house, if there is abuse, if there is drug abuse, physical abuse, alcohol abuse, uh, pornography, abhorrent practices, anything like that, that's a doorway. Those things are evil, and therefore if evil finds a welcome, it's able to manifest itself, and sometimes it builds and builds and builds. So do you think God would allow a soul in hell to manifest him or herself in there's really no, no, no. I mean, so, I don't think so. Souls so we, so we don't, think it, souls it's kind of purgatory. Souls, then. Do, souls don't manifest themselves with, as I'm saying, souls from hell do not manifest themselves. It's, it's a demonic reality. Okay. So in that sense, if we are dealing with, uh, maybe your example, your, your example, Father Marty, you can, I'm going to say, make the assumption that perhaps the souls in purgatory, we should pray for X. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you can't, and you said, I think a few podcasts ago, you can't leave hell. So there's no right. message there yeah. sure, where there is a purgatory. So not, okay. All right. Interesting. You have no stories to tell us? You got nothing in all your years? About what? About ghosts or anything <laughs> like that? I, I can honestly say I have, as far as ghosts, I have never had, to, I've gone to places, I've blessed houses. I've never sensed, seen experienced anything you did you Does it see, concern you father marty that yeah. you do so much <laughs> 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 you've, been, you've been ministering for you've been priesthood for how many years you already got like 10 in the can <laughs> oh my gosh well you know to bounce off something you know what father house is saying I and mean, he's absolutely right and you know in all these cases you have to to look at the the history you know of what's been going on but especially if the people have been uh you know away from the church or if they've been practicing or taking part in seances or different things like that, or consulted a medium or some other practice, like trying to burn sage in the home, different strange things like that. But to, to echo what Father House's point is, more more importantly in these cases uh, where there may have been something like that, a person's return to the sacraments, reconciliation, and um, you know coming back to the church, that's far more powerful than anything else. And oh, yeah. And oh, one other quick story. So you saw what ten years ago? You saw you didn't see Bigfoot, but no tradition. You just threw that out. Yeah, um, <laughs> people are gonna be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Mother House is like, all right, where are we gonna send them now? <laughs> Tomorrow I'm gonna be assigned in like Siberia or something. Was this before I accepted you? It was. It was. Right? So yeah. this was too late now. <laughs> so it's an interesting story, and I, I once again preface this by saying I don't know what it was that that I saw uh, but this was back 15 years ago and it was I was uh, in the military at the time I was in the army in the 82nd Airborne at Fort Bragg North Carolina and uh, we had a four-day pass four-day weekend and so whenever you get a four-day pass you could you could drive home you have literally four days but you have to be back by a certain point so but you can't leave until they release you for the day and me and uh, one of the soldiers that was a friend of mine, we were going to ride together and, and drive back to Illinois, which took about, you know, 14, 15 hours. And so, uh, but as it happened, we were working that whole day. They didn't release us till like late at night. And so I said, you know what? We've got this big drive ahead of us. There's two of us. Why don't we just start now? We'll just keep taking shifts. And, you know, that way we can get home and have a little bit more time. So that's what we decided to do. And of course, this is before GPSs were in the cars, you know, your cell phone, uh, if you even had a strong signal out in North Carolina, all it could do was call, you know, I don't know if I, maybe texting was just starting to come about, but, and uh, so we were using maps to navigate and I, we, we identified a route that we thought would be kind of a shortcut cutting through, you know, some of the Appalachian mountains trying to get over uh, to that direction. The ghost route. Yes. Uh, and uh, as we're driving along, um, on this road, uh, off to the right, we see some, and I, I, what looked to me like, um, a, like a wolf or some kind of animal hunched over on the side of the road by what appeared to be like a deer carcass or something. And the, I, I mean, there, I don't know what it was. It could be a perfectly normal, uh, natural explanation to this. But the, the strange thing was, is that as I approached and my friend and I were watching this and, uh, I started slowing down, the thing stood up on two legs and then just in one motion turned to the left and just went off in the woods and disappeared. Now it could have uh, been a bear. It could have been all kinds of things, but and I think that's my point too. Um, you know, people see things and we don't doubt that people might see things or experience them, but we don't always need to jump to the supernatural explanation of things. But 
it doesn't mean that they haven't seen something, that there's not something there. So as far as that thing that I saw, I don't know. And that, and, you know, and I think that's a good position to take with a lot of this stuff. And that's what the church, you know, when we, we talk about some of these things, um, you know, we don't know, but we know that there are people that have seen things and I, I always listen. You can usually, um, you discern pretty quickly whether someone is just have some off the wall story or if somebody's legitimately the trustworthy, a good witness that it says, you know, I saw something that I can't quite explain. And, and then, you know, just listen to it and see, believe it or not, the church does not have an answer for everything. Well, it's interesting. I feel like the, yeah, the, yeah. Ch- the church does, you know, it takes a stand on a lot of things, but let's, 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 the, the distinction here is probably father host, father house's comment of he's haunted enough by the living. The ghosts are saying, you know what? <laughs> That's true. Leave him alone. That's... Father Marty, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll give you some stories to talk. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All yeah. right. So our other topic, aliens, um, <laughs> father Marty's geared up for this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Catholic church teaching on this, anything? No, there is no definitive teaching. I mean, if you look, um, you can go out and Google it, and you can find what the Vatican astronomer, I mean, it's a Jesuit brother, uh, brother guy. Um, there's some others as well that talk. I mean, is it possible? Absolutely, it's possible. Is there evidence for it? The church says no. There's nothing definitive as far as whether intelligent or unintelligent life. So either way. I mean, that there's a distinction there. You could have just life and then you could have intelligent life. So, um, yeah, the church has no stance, has no teaching, but who are we to limit the possibility of God's creative design? Um, does this change? If intelligent life would exist, does this change our theology? Absolutely not. It does not change the fact that God at a precise time in human existence took on our human nature as Jesus Christ and redeemed us, that God is the author of all life from the beginning. When the creation went off the rails, he stepped in to bring us back to himself. None of that changes. doesn't change it one bit. Do you think aliens exist? Do I? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. You gotta have an opinion on this. There's I think a, they there's do. There's enough interesting terrestrial life around me without worrying about yeah. the extra. There's no. <laughs> I I I think they. I think something is out there. Um, what do you think, Amber? Yeah, I definitely do. I think going with what you just said, it's, it, why limit what we think God can do? So I, I kind of just can rest in that. It doesn't bother me or concern me that I think that there might be aliens. But so if God can do it, then then so be it. Father Marty, where are you at? Sure. So um, yeah, once again, you know. Uh, ultimately I'm with the church and that you're waiting to see, but you know, to quote uh, the poster and the, that was on agent Mulder's uh, wall in the X-Files. I want to believe it's because it's intriguing. It, it's one of those things that you watch you, the X-Files a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm a big Surprise. Surprise. Yes, that's right. Well, well yeah. all right. So you texted me the other day. So Edward Snowden, uh, who was the CIA, he worked for the CIA and basically hacked the system. And he was the one who revealed that the U.S. was perhaps spying on many Americans, if not all Americans. Um, and now he's in Russia uh, in asylum. Well, he CNN ran a report that said uh, he looked into all the CIA back channels and see if they had anything on Area 51 or anything to do with aliens. He couldn't find anything. And this guy, you know, let's be honest, he he knew how to hack the system pretty good. Um, you, you, Father Marty, you have some knowledge of Area 51. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call it were you that. Gonna, were you going to storm it? I, <laughs> no. 
Unfortunately, I was busy that week. I think I had a wedding. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you've looked into the, you've, you're interested in, yeah, in Area 51 and the history of your aliens yeah. housed there and all that I've, sort I've of never stuff. been there, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if you've come back. Anyway, yeah. I, I, the only thing that I know is uh, just uh, some podcasts that I've, I've listened to. I think we've talked about before, but like, uh, you know, with uh, a, a man named Bob Lazar and his his stories that he's uh, been telling, I think, since the, the late 80s about you know, his experiences out there and different things. And just some of the things that he, he had talked about back then that have since started uh, coming out that uh, there's actual evidence for the things he was saying. And I've always found it very intriguing. Once again, I don't, I'm not saying that uh, there's alien life uh, at there or at those places, but I, I would certainly think there's probably some uh, interesting technology or different things that they've been testing. And we know that because, you know, when you look at technology, we already know about like the B-2 bomber, the stealth bomber or stealth fighter F-117 Nighthawk, those kind of things. You know, for a long time, those weren't talked about because you don't want uh, your potential enemies in the world to know what your technology is. So there is a, an area of secrecy and different things. So, but yeah. Yeah. Earlier this year, the Navy, a Navy pilot was flying around and uh, was saw unidentified flying object. And he was actually able to follow it for a little bit. And the Navy isn't offering any explanation. And and we've seen this a lot. These types of things happen where you have trained pilots who know every sort of aircraft out there who see things and says, I've, I've never seen that. That is impossible with the, you know, with the limits we have right now and know about, you know, trap or, you know, flying in the air. What I saw is not possible to me that that's like the, the overwhelming evidence that just there's something out there that is not of this world. Um, when, when people are, are viewing these things and you see videos, I mean, I've, I've seen the video of this, of, of the Navy pilot following this unidentified aircraft. Um, what do you guys think of that? I think there's a lot of evidence, almost the same as ghosts in all honesty. Um, there's so many people who have accounts. I feel like I actually know more people who claim to have seen alien, alien ship or whatever you want to call it versus a ghost actually. So I just think there's a, really, <laughs> yeah, I, I sat down with my grandma and my grandpa and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we're driving and <laughs> it was there and it, whatever. It just floated over the corn and then took off and left the and, crop circle. I mean, Left but they mark. say it nonchalantly as if they're not like, it was just so matter of fact, like uh, they're not questioning that they, you know, did they see this or were they, you know, what was happening? They weren't it was just a matter of fact speaking kind of like ghosts. I think when people encounter it. So I just feel like there's enough evidence people have seen. There's tons of things with the Navy. Actually. I think there's a lot of accounts that they say. So do we think, uh, does the church have anything on? So if there, if there's a possibility that extra extraterrestrial life aliens could exist. Would those would those beings have souls? Everything that's alive has a soul. It's a question of whether it is a rational or an irrational soul. If it's intelligent life, we would say it has to have a rational soul. If it's not intelligent, be irrational. So this is so, so this is what kind of blows my mind. It's so so if like so if that exists, if there's another potentially Earth out there. So did we think, did Jesus go to that earth and also die and how that all works? I know we can't answer that question, but if it's, it's interesting to think well, about. What if they weren't in need of redemption? That's true. And actually I need to back something. You can, you could have an intelligent life. It may not have a rational soul. It makes a rational soul is the fact that it's made in God's image and likeness. We're the only creation that we know of that has rational soul, human beings. Isn't that mind boggling to think that there could be another earth out there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting when you think about, you know, astronomers think that 
you know, estimate there's over 100 billion galaxies. And, you know, you just think about all those kind of things and you just wonder what is out there. That's insane. So, 100 billion galaxies. Yeah. yeah and it's, think how big our galaxy But also look at everything else we've seen. And we haven't found. Exactly. That's like so, a zillion I mean, galaxies. The conditions also for Earth to, you know, and I, I, I can't sign or explain this to the, the exact amount, but I listened to a lecture once about, uh, it was a Catholic scientist talking about, you know, just the, the probability of everything that had to come together the way it did in order for us to have the environment that we do on Earth, that life can thrive and stuff. It's so um, improbable when you look at all those, those different things. And so... You know, once again, I, I don't, uh, as we've talked about, I, I don't know what, what else is out there and stuff, but if, you know, if there is another alien race that comes to the earth someday, you know, it does nothing to change the gospels and I'm sure father house just hopes that they uh, contribute to the collection. So they can- <laughs> <laughs> all they're welcome. Just, yeah, I mean, just, uh, all are welcome. Uh, what's what currency you guys got going yeah, out there in Timbuktu? <laughs> well, that was the whole thing. The question about, you know, would you baptize an alien? Well, yeah, if if they ask for it and they profess manifest true and Catholic faith, of course. But it's uh, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Would you baptize an somebody alien? asked uh, Pope Francis that question, and that's what he that's said. If they came to the, if it came to the Vatican and asked, I'd do it. Now, Pope didn't Pope Benedict uh, address aliens in in some capacity when he was uh, pontiff? I've not read that. Okay. I, I hear it's out there. So but I've not. back, uh, it was like in. Um, <laughs> I was too busy reading theology and canon law. <laughs> sure. Hey, Pope Benedict is theological sound as they. I'm get. not saying. <laughs> I, I remember um, it was about 2010 or 2011. I, I remember seeing a news story, and I actually looked and and saw the the, the little letter that he had written, and it was just. It didn't say a whole lot, but it basically was just echoing that whole point that the church has no official stance on that, but that um, if alien life exists, it does nothing to change the Gospels, you know, because a lot of people will say, oh, if if alien life were discovered or if something, you know, in some galaxy we, we found or something, then that means that everything that we believe and uh, just collapses and stuff. And that's not true. Uh, like Father House has, has pointed out, we, we don't, the church has no official teaching on it. We just... We trust in what Jesus has told us. We trust in the gospels. We trust in what the church has instructed us. And, you know, um, we, w- once again, like in the creed, we believe in all things created, uh, seen and unseen. We don't know all that, that exists that is unseen. You know, someday we will in the kingdom of heaven. But um, it's nothing that changes our gospel or changes the, what Christ has taught us or what the church has taught us. So, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's not, once again, another topic that you don't want to get obsessed with. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know. Why are we looking at me? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering if there's anything else you want to share with us from your like, latest reading of the National Enquirer. So, <laughs> I think Andrew well, spends too much time in the checkout lane at the grocery store. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I find it fascinating that Father Marty was able to find this article. And Father House couldn't. I think there's maybe maybe aliens took it we were, off we the were, internet or we something like that. We were looking at it we for were, it this morning, and neither could find could it. Find yeah. it. So, Ooh, that's some evidence right there. Alien life could exist. Google they, they is took an alien off. enterprise. I agree. Yes. Good good talk. All right, that's oh. it. All right, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. If you want more podcasts, dio.org/podcast. That is where they're all housed, and we'll if see you next time. Still listening at this point. Here <laughs> I <guess>. yeah. Come on. <laughs>